Welcome to another episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, also best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock potentials and guide them to succeed. Today on the show, we have another fascinating guest. On the show, we interview celebrities, entrepreneurs, business CEOs, multimillionaires, athletes, artists to find out their path to success, um, how they're able to overcome challenges and adversity, and of course, their keys to success. And today's guest is definitely somebody who can share some insight into that because she's been empowering in the, uh, motivating and also empowering and encouraging people from all over the world to stand up and better themselves and improve. Um, I've had the privilege of speaking with her on a virtual stage. And when she spoke, people listened. Her energy, her passion is definitely something that's very, very uh, engaging and very, very excited to have her here today. She's known as the Adrenaline Queen, the uh, Kingdom International Connector, and also the Humanitarian Diamond Cutter. Uh, she is also the founder of the Kingdom Purpose Talk Show, and she's won so many awards. I mean, you name it, she's probably won it. She's the award-winning best-selling author. She is the top 50th most impactful women. She's also won the most outstanding mom and premier award, the leadership of excellence award. I mean, it goes on, on, and on, and on. So obviously I have somebody who's absolutely amazing here. Uh, so please welcome international transformational empowerment speaker, the relationship strategist, leadership learning and development specialist consultant, Dr. Natasha Jones. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, it's always nice to speak with people who have so much, so much achievements in their life and been able to transfer that to all these people that she's helping and uh, empowering. And it's always nice to share those stories and hear your path because not everybody knows where you came from. So did you come out and go, you know what? I'm going to help everybody better themselves and let's go. Or how did you get to where you are today? Okay, actually, uh, I started off, I'm a worship psalmist, so music is my passion. I'm a drummer, I'm a musician, a vocalist, and I teach music. So that's where I started from. And one day, I was actually uh, a security guard over um, a company, and they had laid off. So I came home, and I sat down on my couch, and God told me to hold my hands out. And I was like, for what? You know, that's kind of weird. So I put my hands in front of me like this. And he says, everything that you have is in your hands. He says, I'm going to train you myself on how to create your own graphics. Because That's how I became a graphic designer, how to create your own content, how to brand and market your own self so you don't have to worry about reaching out to certain people because I'm going to train you myself. Because a lot of times it's hard to find help in certain areas. So Everything that I went to school for nursing, I've been to school for music, everything. Um, but I'm self-taught when it comes to everything else that you see me do. And it's crazy. And so when he sat me down and told me, I'm going to give you everything you have in your hands, he began to tell me to start writing. And that's when I wrote my first book. Okay. And so I began to write. And he says, don't stop writing until I tell you to stop writing. So I wrote that first devotional in two days. Okay. So that's how I knew. I always knew it was something that I wanted to do besides music, but I just didn't know what. I knew I was a people person. I knew people came to me for relationship issues and I was a social butterfly, all that kind of stuff. But I didn't have a purpose, um, identity that was um, vivid and, and real like uh, clarity to me until that day when he sat me down, he says, I'm going to give you everything and you're going to create it yourself. And that's how I became a graphic designer. That's how I became a learning and development specialist, creating content, facilitation guides, presentations, 
uh, relationship coach, uh, you name it. Um, and the relationship coach actually stemmed from me being a life coach for intellectual disability people. Um, mm -hmm. And they were people served. And so I became a life coach first and it stemmed into the relationship coaching. And I've been going ever since. And my mind is very, very creative. Like I can sit down and create anything in a couple of seconds. And it's, and it's just a gift that comes straight from him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. Um, so tell me that very first content that you created what's your view on it now because <laughs> so many people are saying you know what i i want to do videos i want to write something i wanted to create a blog but you know what it's not perfect yet i i'm going to hold back until it's perfect so my question to you is looking back at those first things that you created what's your thought on them now uh, I'll tell them this, there was no, not a perfect moment. Okay. Cause we're not perfect people. We're always imperfect people in an imperfect world. Okay. So it's not going to be that one like ugh, perfect moment. You just got to hit it. Okay. And get out there and have faith in who you are and what you are. And when I go back and look at, you know, even I was afraid to even let the, the light come on to even go live on social media. I was afraid like, oh my God, there's a lot of people watching. Like, you know, you don't, the unknown. And when I, when I um, got over that fear and just knew who I was, it's, it's about developing an identity. And I go back and look at, you know, the graphics I was creating. I was just trying to find that purpose and find that niche of who am I? What am I supposed to do? How do I put the color schemes together? How do I put the fonts together? How do I, you know, let my brain process to be able to create content for different people all over the globe? And that's what I did. And looking back now, I was like, oh my God, you know, how I've grown so much. And what used to take me a week to create one flyer, I can create a flyer in less than five minutes, okay? And that's just how it is. And and that took me just developing who I was, um, having faith in who I was, and not stopping and recognizing that I'm not perfect, but I am in a, a, a imperfect world, but I am perfect when it comes to God. And anything he tells me to create, I mostly get my downloads from him. Like he'll tell me to put it here, put it there. And it's just having that ear and being sensitive to what he tells you because he's the guide, you know, he's my guide. And when people, they'll come to me for content and they don't know what they want. And I already have it. It's like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you want. I, I hear your passion. I hear your heart. Let me create it for you. And let's see where we go. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to creativity, somebody like yourself who's gifted creatively uh, in the creative aspect for somebody who's not gifted, are there anything that is there anything they can do that can nourish and nurture that creativity in them? Like I said, have faith in who you are um, and be able to step out there and just see just like a broad um, aspect of your life and your identity. And if you don't know how to create or don't know what to do, trust who you are and trust what, what it is that you want to do, because people will tell you. I think you should be doing this or I think you should do that. But only you know what you're passionate about and what you need to be doing. Because a lot of times we can do what people want us to do and it's not our passion. And then we end up stopping or we end up, uh, you know, not following through. But if you wake up every morning and know that this is what I need to be doing, this is what I'm driven to do, this is what I'm supposed to do, this is what I'm born to do, what I, I have that drive 
that drives you and that passion to where it doesn't feel like work. Okay. I don't like anything that feels like work. Okay. I like stuff to be effortlessly a sweatless victory. I'm, I'm peaceful at what I'm doing. I'm in my element and I'm in my space. I'm not forced and it flows. And that's how, you know, if you don't know where to start, are you forcing it or is it flowing? Is it something that you know, when you wake up in the morning, this is what I know I was going to do to, if it's to help the masses or, you know, whatever you're tailor-made to do and you feel fulfilled, that is real success when you are fulfilled at doing the passion that you was created to do. Now, obviously, people could tell right now, you are a very passionate and a very energetic person. So <laughs> do you wake up feeling all energized all, and all the time you're energized? And if so, how do you maintain that? Um, I'm glad. One thing about it is I'm glad to be above the ground and, and the ground out on top of me. And when you understand how sensitive time is, um, how priceless it is, you learn to walk in every moment. I don't try to forethink things so far, you know, next week. Okay, next week will come when it comes. Tomorrow will come when it comes. What am I doing today? Did I master what I was supposed to master today? Did I help who I was supposed to help? Did I take care of me today? You know, did I, I, I self-care mastery? Did I serve? What is it that I'm doing today? And I feel like if we get that down packed, you won't be so burned out over things that, that's not even going to happen. So sometimes we stress about tomorrow and then we get here, what we stress about don't even happen, you know? So when you wake up knowing that I still have breath, I still have life, I'm not in ICU, I'm not, you know, hooked up to a bunch of machines, I'm healthy, my family's healthy, uh, you know, I'm healthy in my space, my relationships and partnerships are healthy. That gives you all the energy. I don't need coffee and caffeine and all that. I just, the, the um, gift of life is what drives me because it could go another way. It was a time that I was, you know, sick and I did have sinus tachycardia and all kind of health issues. But when God healed me from that, I was even more grateful to just wake up with a grateful heart, wake up with affirmation, command my day. I am the first person I see every morning. Okay. I can't wait for somebody to pat me on the back. I can't wait for somebody to pump me. I have to pump myself. I have to, you know, be that drive and recognize that life is precious and either you're going to complain or you're going to be grateful. And I'd rather spend my time just being grateful, just taking one moment at a time. That is awesome. I mean, um, what are some of the affirmations that you say to yourself every on a daily basis? I if tell you myself every day. <laughs> yes, I affirm to myself that I am healthy. I'm wealthy, that signs, miracles, and wonders follow me everywhere that I go, that I'm not sick, that wealth is attracted to me, health is attracted to me, financial breakthroughs are attracted to me, and people that I'm attracted to, my assignment, I say, let them find me. Let me be what I need to be. Let me be the light. Let there be light. Let there be Natasha. And every day I say that. What is it that Natasha is supposed to do? And I decrease as self and rise in my passion. Because sometimes we can be so prideful that the pride will come before the passion. But when I affirm myself, that's when the passion rises above anything that this flesh want to say. It's about what am I passionate about? And I affirm every day that I was created to change the masses. I am the solution to the problem that they're facing. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, very, very powerful stuff there. Uh, I can imagine if somebody, if everybody wakes up that way, the world will be much more effective, more success, yes. more happy, happiness and uh, to go around. So uh, people should should take note of that. Now, uh, you, were ta- you had a period of time where you transitioned to a speaker as well, where you started to speak on stages and on different platforms. Was that an easy transition for you, where you started speaking in front of like hundreds and thousands of people? Absolutely. Uh, like I said, once I found found that identity uh, and that fear was moved out of the way and I stepped into who I was as Natasha and that I have a voice and that my story matters and that if I hold back, somebody else may not get the breakthrough that they need or get the faith, you know, that hope for the next day. So that transition for me was easy for one, um, because I'm, I'm a minister. So I speak already at, at different conferences. I'm a, I'm a psalmist. I mean, I've always been kind of outspoken, even from childhood, you know, from school events and all that. So when I transitioned to connecting with the masses, it was like, this is what I was born to do because God already told me that I was born um, to be international and to be able to reach the masses all over the globe. And that's what I do. I get up every morning and it's like, it's a breath of fresh air for me to be able to speak and be able to talk. Because even when I was going through my health issues, it was a time that I could not hardly speak due to health issues that I thought I had throat cancer. So being able to overcome that and all those health issues was definitely an easy transition for me to not be on mute, to not let nobody else mute me, to not worry about how people feel about it because they didn't call me, they didn't choose me, and they didn't qualify me. I was qualified by God. And when you know who you're called by and who you're qualified by, opinions and how people feel about things, it don't matter, okay? It doesn't matter because that's not what God said for them, that's what he told you to do. So me being able to walk in that element and to transition from the different platforms and the different spaces recognizes that I'm here as a solution and I'm here for the voice to change and to impact the masses. And when you keep that in the forefront of other people to serve, it makes it so much easier to speak knowing that it's not about me, but it's about the purpose and the passion that God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. Now, for somebody as confident as you are when it comes to speaking, it, it comes almost natural to you. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people who has a powerful message, but they're so afraid to stand up in front of people. What are some tricks or mindset stuff that you can say that helps these people go out there and share their message and share their story? Well, for me, fear is not an option, Okay. <laughs> Um, and either you win or you learn, but you don't lose. If you always, you know, some people feel like I'm going to lose automatically. I'm going to mess up. What if they don't like me? First of all, they don't even know if you have a script or if you messed up or nothing. They don't know unless you make a facial expression, just like singing. You know, if I didn't hear the correct note and I'm like, you know, they're automatically know that I did something wrong. But if I hit an incorrect note, and I'm still in the element and in the space of owning that space, then nobody knows that I've messed up with me, okay? And a lot of times, nobody knows you messed up unless you say something, unless you make it relevant that, oops, you know, I made a mistake or, oops, you know, and always beating yourself up. Recognize what you're doing, learn from the mistakes, learn from the decisions, learn from the choices and grow and get better and understand that I'm not perfect, but I am purposed. 
I am here for a reason. I may not say everything right. I may not be fluent. There are some words I can't even pronounce, okay? But I give my best. And as long as I give my best, I'm not worried about nothing else but making sure that I am giving my best and doing what I, I'm supposed to be here to do. And that's to walk in my passion. Not afraid. We cannot be afraid and we can't apologize for who we are. I keep saying, I'm sorry for showing up. We have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's up to us to do what we're supposed to do with that space and that time. Okay. We all have the same amount of time and we all have that, you know, that drive of what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? You know, what passion, how am I supposed to walk in this element? And you always have, you know, wise counsel, um, seek people that are do doing it, that are paving the way, ask for, you know, wise counsel instead of opinions people that have proven results. Okay. Not people that say I can help you make a million dollars in two, you know, two weeks and you don't even have $20 in the bank. So how can you show me that million, you know, but people that's actually doing it and walking in the element and making sure you have that safe space with them. Mm -hmm. I can totally relate to that uh, music analogy you did because I used to compete in, in singing. And um, if I don't forget, if I don't remember my lyrics, I basically make them up and nobody really knows the difference. <laughs> no, no, they don't. And hence I tell a lot of people when they go up on stage, never, never apologize for stuff. No. Right? So just go in, do your message and get out. Because once you tell your message, it's authentic, it's powerful, it's, it's truthful, right? Now yes. for yourself, you, you are a, you, you really specialize in relationships. So when it comes to relationship building, what are some of the most common mistakes that people make when it comes to relationships, whether it's uh, in a work environment or a uh, like a, a partner environment? What are some most common things that people do that they don't even notice that yeah. leads them to a path of, of failure? They automatically take what they've been through in the past and associate it with the now. And a lot of times, you can't go into a new season with an old season mindset. What didn't work then didn't work then with whoever it didn't work with. That does not mean you, it's going to not work here. And a lot of times the most common mistake that I see people make is they don't listen to understand. They listen to respond. Like if, if um, a couple are having, I call it a heated fellowship. If they're having an argument, most of the time they are so much in defense mode to want to defend themselves that you didn't even listen to even understand how to respond, okay? So once you learn how to listen to your partner, then understand them and repeat back, I heard you say this, is that correct? You may have heard something that was not what they said, it's just what you wanted to hear, okay? And so when we listen to understand and then respond, be slow to speak and quick to listen and not respond with anger and want to defend ourselves, but making sure that we have a solution to whatever it is that we're speaking about, we're talking about, we have a heated fellowship about, understanding how to have empathy in a relationship. We're taught sympathy of how to feel sorry and say, I'm sorry, and we apologize for stuff that we didn't do, but do we have empathy? Do we put ourselves in, in their shoes? Like, what if you was in your partner's shoes and they were in your shoes, how would you feel? Mm -hmm. It makes it a whole different perception when you have empathy versus sympathy. Now, another thing that has to do with relationships is being able to connect people to other people. If you don't have good relationships with people all over the place, then you, can, you can't connect people with each other. And you're Absolutely. known as somebody who's an, an amazing connector. 
So yes. what are some of the reasons why you're so good at connecting people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I teach people how to be a student at all times. And that's me. Even though I know what I know, I'm always learning and I'm always gleaning and I'm always, I'm like a sponge just soaking you know, everywhere I go, I can learn from somebody because we don't know everything. And a lot of times, you know, we get in relationships and, and connections with people. And it's like, yeah, you walk in your purpose. Yeah, you walk in your passion. You do what you do, but you don't know everything. There's somebody else that's greater than me and that's do more than I do. But guess what? I'm going to be a student. I'm going to learn. I'm going to listen and apply what needs to be applied to my life and my purpose and my destiny to be able to help somebody else. And I feel like if we have that focus to be able to be that student and always be growing, be learning and be moving up. Okay. Even when you have a bad day on a bad day, you can still have a good day. It just depends on how you treat it. Even in that relationship, in a bad situation, you have to look at I know it looks bad, but can I pick out something that's good? What can I pick out that's good? What can I pick out that's relevant? And when we learn that, that we're here to do life together, it's a teamwork. It's, it's not, you know, you against your spouse and there's a problem. It's you and your spouse or your partner against the problem. That's going to be you guys, the solution fighting that problem, okay? And learn that we're here to work together, not against each other. We're not, you know, on opposite teams here. We're on the same team. Nobody's always right. Sometimes silence is golden, even though if you may be right about something, it's okay to be silent for a moment. Hey, if, if you feel that, that, like you can respond to your partner, if you feel like that works for you, let's try it your way. And try it each other's way. And who knows what works, but you don't never know unless you have a conversation and be honest, be honest about how you feel. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to uh, keeping those relationships going, are there certain things that you recommend people do on a occasional basis to maintain yeah. relationships? Because it's very common, especially on social media now. You go, hey, we're friends. And then all of a sudden you don't hear from them for years and years and years. And you realize the last time you taught them was, oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. You have a system that you have where you do a, hey, I'm going to catch up every two, three weeks or every month or so. Yes. Um, every two weeks. Um, I like to be consistent. I like to be intentional. But I also like to be authentic. Uh, because like I said, who you are will show. And so when you have those core values of who you are, your own personal core values, you know, you have business ethics, business values, but what about your personal values that you live up to, your standards, okay? And to me, communication is, I'm talking about number one for me. I don't like to, you know, speak to a person one month and then I don't hear from you in six months. I'm trying to figure out why we even connected. You know, I know people get busy, but we have 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. 365 days a year, you can say something once every two weeks, okay? Just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, I like your shirt. Hey, you have a nice car, nice family. I'm so glad you had a great vacation. When you are authentic and real, that communication will flow and you will connect and you will talk to people just to reach out, especially when you're building rapport with them, partnership, community, and collaboration because you want to stay connected for a purpose of elevation for to help people and to help each other. We can't overlook, you know, ourselves too and that self-care mastery that we need. So I, I'm big, big on communication. 
And I'm like, if I'm like, I'm stuck with you, and I'm like, hey, Fong, I'll I'll probably text you and inbox you what's going on, just chopping it up, making sure you're good, you know. And that's just come from a a real space. Everybody don't have that um real space, so because things are happening so fast in the world, they don't slow down enough to realize that am I building a partnership or am I building a prison? You know, am I building a relationship? Or is this some just fad just to say, hey, I talked to you. I was on your show. Next person. That's not how I roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we've connected. Now we have an established relationship. That is to be continued throughout the span of our lives. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, you mentioned previously about one of the mindsets that you have is taking challenges and learning from them. Now, can you share a story or a case where it was a very, very difficult failure or something that did not go your way, uh, but you were some you somehow were able to find a way of making it a good lesson for you to move on? Just recently, <laughs> two <laughs> weeks ago, okay? Uh, I'm actually in college full-time uh, for administrative office specialist to go along with L&D specialist. And when I went to enroll in school, all of my stuff went through. Everything was perfect. Everything was fine. But this one glitch in the system come up to a college that I went to prior that did not properly withdraw me from the music program. And that was beyond my control. And so that challenge, it they took me out of all my classes. So when I log- went to log in for, you know, to do my work, there was no work. Everything that I had done was wiped completely gone. And I began to call the school and I was bawling in tears. And I was like, God, I know I didn't come this far for you to tell me no. I know what you told me to do. What are you trying to teach me? At that moment, he was trying to teach me patience. He was trying to teach me faith. And he was trying to teach me trust. He's like, do you trust me or do you not trust me? Just because it looked bad don't mean it's bad, okay? Just because it looks like a no don't mean it's a no. And for me, I began to write a letter to the school, okay? And I explained to them that that withdrawal was was beyond my control. That was something that, you know, they couldn't find the files. They lost my files from 2003. So the system was wiped out. And the lady told me on the phone, she said, there's nothing we can do. You can't go to college. Oh, wow. That was three weeks ago. And I and God told me, he said, sit down and write a letter. And I said, okay. I said, I'm writing this letter. And I said, I know that they're going to see that this was beyond my control. I had nothing to do with the files being lost. I really want to you know, further my education because I want to open a facility here and a training resource center to help people that need the resources that need to be helped and admin and office and just, just general things that I know that I could do. And I said, if I want to do this for my community and to bring you glory, then I know it's a simple yes. And when I talked to the lady, I said, how long does it take to appeal to hear her appeal? She said, oh, you may never get an answer back. Well, I wrote that appeal that Friday and that Tuesday, I got a yes. Oh, wow. And they put me back in all my classes, put me back with all my teachers, even my work that I'd done. And I thought I was going to start all over. She said, everything will cross over. You're fine. You can go to school. And they gave me six more years to go to school. Wow. That challenge there, when I told you I bought like a two-year-old having a temper tantrum, <laughs> I was like, oh, my 
God. I said, I have a desire to further my education. Amen. Tell me I can't go to school. I can't go back to college because of something I didn't do. And the people that was in charge, they're no longer work there. The files are lost. So who do I talk to? But that appeal letter I wrote from a true space of of being authentic. And I told the truth mm -hmm. and how I felt. And what I, why was I in college to start with? This is not just to be going to school, just to say I'm in school. This is something that I want to do so my community can be better. So my children and the generation that's coming up can have a chance, a fighting chance at resources, at things that's going to work for them, at the identity and the purpose that they have. Overcoming that challenge when it taught me how to be patient, to trust him and to learn, to lean on him. And not worry about what, you know, fear wants to say. It, it does not cancel out what God says. And it is what it is. If he says something, it settles it. There, there's no other options. And I knew I got a yes from him. I just had to trust the process. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you surround yourself with amazing people. And yes. uh, that's because we all have to be able to bounce ideas off of people to succeed. Yes. For somebody who's as who's as credible as you are, you've won so many awards, you've achieved so much. Is there something that somebody has told you that you go, oh, I never thought about that. I need to implement that. That changes everything. Yes. Uh, the silence is golden thing. Uh, and sometimes you can say a lot without saying nothing, okay? <laughs> and we don't always have to respond. Sometimes no response is a response, okay? And that comes to anything, just like if a person doesn't agree with what you're doing or they may not agree with you know, an event or whatever, you know, there's so much that goes on. And that's how I implemented that in my life because I was so used to having to defend myself and my identity and my purpose, you know, from younger on up, but being able to just walk in the element, you don't have to say nothing. If somebody don't like something, they don't like it. If they say the sky is purple, the sky is purple. It's okay, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna argue. I'm not going to waste my time because I'm on borrowed time. We don't know when we're checking out of here. We don't know if we're waking up in the morning. So why would I waste my time fussing, fighting, competing when I know who I am? So when I implemented that, you don't have to respond to everything. You know, you can have peace if you just be quiet. And that muzzling our mouths is the most thing that people have a problem with. They don't know how to hush. They want to Talk back, talk back, talk back, talk back, defend. But sometimes you got to let your purpose do the defending for you. Just show up. Mm -hmm. Just do it. And that'll speak for itself because your light will be shining. Your purpose will be shining. Your identity, they will see the fruit of who you are if you just show up. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that. Don't try to defend it. Just show up. <laughs> now, in this day and age with social media all over the place and people are posting messages, they have a story they want to share, uh, they, they're taking sides and whatnot. But then there's the whole cancel culture thing that comes up. For you, do you find that you're trying to weave around certain things and certain topics or are you not concerned with that? I am not. Whatever I'm supposed to speak about, I'm not afraid to speak about it. And whoever likes it, it's okay. If they don't like it, it's still okay. Doesn't mean it's not relevant. You just may not like it, you know? But that's one person. And that is my mission. If I can get just one, per I'm not worried about a crowd. 
Okay. Jesus didn't worry about a crowd. He had 12 disciples. That's it. Okay. And half of them didn't even want to act right. Okay. So basically he was by himself. And if we can learn to stand alone and not be so caught up on the crowd, but the purpose and the identity, I'm not worried about if the topic don't, don't, um, jail to their opinion or you stroke their ego. You know, I'm not worried about that because eventually it's going to click in the minds of the ones that's against anything that you may speak about. They're going to hear it so much to eventually it's going to be like, mm, it must be something to this because I keep hearing it. Mm -hmm. And eventually it's going to transform that heart and transform that mindset. And that's very key when we're speaking and we're all over the globe and we're impacting it's transformation. And what I say making a difference or is people staying the same? Now, let's say we put you back on the world stage and you're speaking to the entire world and you want the entire world to remember Dr. Natasha for. What's that one message that you want people to remember you for? Okay. One message that I always stick to is, do you know the cost of your yes? We have to be careful what we say yes to. Okay, we can't be the yes buddy at everything. Okay, can you be on my, my event? Yes, can you come here? Yes, can you come? You know, we can't because every event or everything is not an assignment. Okay, some things are um, like a what you call those um, when the bears get caught in the clamps, it's like a trap. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it traps you in your purpose and it traps you in your identity and you're limited to what you can say. If I got to be on any place that limits what I have to say and God can't get the glory, then I'm not going to accept it because I know it's not him. OK. And being able, like here, being able to free flow. I know this is God. He put it together because I'm not limited to what I'm sharing with the masses. And we, when we understand that, don't limit yourself. Don't mute yourself because somebody out there need your message. And people like you and other people that allow free course and allow real, true, authentic identity, we're going to see more lives change, more people healed, more people not committing suicide, more people walking away from domestic situations, more people finding their purpose and identity because Fong allowed Natasha to be true on the stage. And when I heard her say, that helped me come out of my situation. He didn't muzzle her. He didn't mute her. He didn't say she was limited to what she could say. He allowed free course. If we allow more free course, you're going to see the statistics change. You're going to see the prison rates go down. You're going to see our generation, our youth, walk into what they're supposed to instead of going to drugs and murders. If we can allow free course, real, true, authentic transparency that's going to help them, we'll see our world change. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. Wow, absolutely powerful stuff and great message there. Um, it, what what can people do right now for the younger generation, the the youths coming up? Because I know you work with a lot of youths right now, and you mentioned that in the last uh, segment there. Uh, what's missing in the youth's development that you see very common, and what can people like do to help with that? Uh, I can tell you from uh, experience and conversations, they feel like they don't have a voice. They feel like because they're children. Um, they get told traditionally to stay in a child's place. Okay, please tell me what that is. Because we have children, youth that are entrepreneurs or authors. My daughter, she's nine. She's co-author in my last anthology, you know, and, and they have voices. If you listen to them, they can help you be a better parent. They can help you be a better mom, be a better dad, okay? Because, and God was dealing with me actually this today, the childlike spirit. He says, I'm bringing back the childlike spirit because the Bible speaks about when we come to him, 
we don't go to him like we've grown and got it all together. We come to him like, this my daddy. I'm going to, like, you go to your dad or your mom. Hey, I need this. That's how we go to him. He's bringing that childlike spirit back, not childish, not immature spirit, but childlike spirit so that we can understand the purity, the innocent part of it. These children just want to be heard, okay? Sometimes, you know, like, for instance, I tell my daughters all the time, don't put dishes in the sink dirty, you know, wash them. But guess what mom did? I had a cup. <laughs> And it's like, oh, I'll wash it later. You know, they, it's all right. Put it in the sink. My nine-year-old comes back and say, mom, you know, we watched you. You know, you told us not to, you know, put dirty dishes. She said, so if you're being an example to us and you're doing it, she said, how can we follow you? And you're doing the opposite. We have to be models in our homes. We have to set the example for them. You know, you can't chastise them for something that you're doing and tell them not to do it. It don't make sense to them. And this is the Gen Z now is a show me generation. You can talk to your blue in the face, but if you can't show them something results of what you're saying, they're not going to listen to you because you don't look no different from, from nobody else. You know, why should I trust what you're saying? You tell me, for instance, not to smoke, but you're smoking. You tell me not to drink, but you're drinking. You tell me not to curse, but you're cursing. You know, they model what they see. This is the generation that we're in. If you model that business ethic and that core value and that home um, set for, you know, standards and purpose and being able to have a conversation at the family table, bringing back that message of just eating at the table as a family. The children, the electronics are raising them. TikTok is raising them. Roblox is raising them, you know, because parents are working two or three, four, five, seven jobs. By the time they get home, one kid said to me two weeks ago, and he had an event. And he said, you know, I doubt my mom show up. And I was like, why? He says, because she's always working. I doubt she even come. I doubt she even take off work to come. We got to recognize this stuff means something to them. And if we don't show up for them now, the world will be glad to show up for them and give them an identity and a purpose, okay? And, and tell them what they are. It starts with us as leaders, as people that are, are walking this thing out and knowing that, hey, you made a mistake. Guess what? I made a mistake too. This is what I did, you know, and but this is how I overcame it. Being honest with them. Don't act like we ain't never did nothing, you know. Yeah, we done did some crazy stuff too and got in trouble with our parents, but I'm trying to help set you up so you don't have to fall in the same trap and the same path that I took. You have a chance to take a different path. You have a chance to make a different decision than I did, you know. Being honest with them. They don't want no dressed up lie. They would rather you tell them the truth and it stings, then you tell them a dressed up lie and then they end up dealing with trauma, childhood trauma that they have to heal from in an adulthood status. We have so many grown people who are still healing from childhood things mm -hmm. and well, not being able to have that. Wow. That is, uh, I think that's a good part to, to stop at because that's very, very powerful stuff. And I hope everybody uh, takes that to heart and apply it to their daily lives because yeah, uh, action kind of speaks for everything uh, no matter how much you say something if you're not doing it it doesn't mean anything well once again thank you very much for your time uh this time has been has gone by very very fast uh got to learn a lot and i didn't need to get out of the sun but anyway <laughs> uh before we let you go i got five quick questions for you give me the first thing that comes to mind okay right. so you're stranded on a deserted island one food to eat for the rest of your life no consequence so you'll still be healthy fit and happy what's that one food Watermelon. 
Uh, Hollywood calling hey Dolph and Natasha we love your story we would love to do a biopic on you who would you cast to play you who would I want to cast to play me yep Nia Long who Nia Long Nia Long okay so she shows up at your door and goes hey I got cast to play you let's spend some time together let's have some fun and you go I got you let's let's go XYZ what's that night look like to you well, I'll sit her down, show her my bio, and take it from there. Because everything is in my bio. And she, <laughs> I promise you, she'll know who I am. So she's hungry. And you go, no, don't worry about that either. I'm going to cook you something cool and great. What's that one dish that you don't mind serving? Shrimp entouffee. Sounds awesome. Um, you're on a road trip, hours on end. One song to listen to for hours on end without any problems. What's that one song you don't mind listening to? One song I don't mind listening to is uh, Prince Purple Rain. I'm not sure. Love it. <laughs> Purple Rain, yes. Uh, last question. Give me a number from one to four. Two. One, two. So if you had to relate success to a poker chip, how is poker chip a metaphor for success? Making sure you make the right move. Nicely done. So that's how success is like a poker chip. Um, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? And uh, how, is there anything that you want them to see? Any content and whatnot? My main thing is Facebook. It's like a one-stop shop. I tell everybody, you come to my Facebook page, you're going to see the L&D specialist, the author, the psalmist. Everything is a one-stop shop um, because I just believe in that one space and where everybody can feel safe at and comfortable and not being able to try to challenge all these. We have so many pages that we're already, you know, watching, but that one space they come to and when they see Psalmist Jones or Dr. Natasha, they know exactly what it is they're going to find on my page. Awesome. And any final words from you? All I'm going to say, the last few words is what are you going to do with the time you have left? Okay, we are we're here limited for only for a little while. And we have to understand either we're going to, you know, make the most of our time or you'll waste it complaining. And I'd rather make the most of my time to make memories than waste it complaining on things that we can't change. If you keep complaining, you'll remain in that same space. But if you praise it, you'll be raised to that next level and accept anything that comes to you as a learning experience, okay? Anything that comes to you. Do not be afraid to win or learn, but guess what? You'll never lose. Awesome. Great last words. Thank you very much for that. Hope everybody takes that to heart. And along with all the other stuff you shared, uh, you had lots of powerful messages there. And I really hope that people listen to this over and over again. Um, so everybody remember, get in touch with Dr. Natasha Jones, uh, find her on Facebook. There's lots of great stuff there. And there's constantly new stuff coming up from her. Uh, always very powerful stuff and very exciting stuff as well. Uh, she is Natasha. My name is Fallen Chuan. Until next time, today is the day to lock the people potential. We'll see you later.